ladies and oh geez i did it again ladies and gentlemen boys and girls uh, one of these days i'm gonna figure out all of this technology i promise uh welcome back this show is called the weekly pint uh, it used to not be a show because i mess so many things up all the time uh that i figured uh, if i don't make it a show i don't have to apologize for the mess ups um but uh since it is a show now uh sorry for the mess ups <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, it's to be truthful, this is just an excuse for us to hang out together, have a drink together, and kind of just talk about whatever is going on. Uh, whatever is going on usually revolves around some kind of uh, beer or drinking news, local or otherwise. Um, but sometimes we just kind of talk about what's going on in our lives. Because uh, sometimes life can get a little chaotic and we all need a chance to just sit around with a drink and. Uh, um, hang out with each other. Uh, Julia says, don't fix the reverb <laughs> intro. I love it. Uh, the funny thing is like the actual recorded version on the mixer does not have the reverb. Uh, the reverb only happens because it's coming through. It's coming from two different spots. It's kind of confusing, but, uh, if I don't, if I don't switch the, uh, um, the intro music, off before I start talking, I get the reverb. I could fix that, um, but it would be more hassle than it's worth. <laughs> I uh, um, it keeps the music and the intro, the, the 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 video all synced up that way, and just makes it easier. Makes it easier on me. Um, I don't know. It's again way too nerdy. <laughs> Uh, Julia says, so as livers get a bonus in the intro, keep it. Uh, yeah, so if you listen live or if you're watching the video after the fact, uh, you'll get the reverb. Um, if you are listening to the podcast version, you don't. You don't know what we're talking about and you think we're all just crazy. It doesn't matter either way. Uh, we appreciate everybody the same. Um, but if you are listening to the podcast, let that be kind of a, a lesson for you that this is a live show. This is recorded live. Uh, every Monday we get together around 930. We hang out and we do this thing live um but yeah the podcast is still good too uh, and if you're watching live you can still download the podcast there's nothing wrong with that uh you won't get anything new or different out of it but um you won't have to stare at me <laughs> so maybe that's a positive i don't know uh, there are a few things that i want to talk about tonight uh, but first like i said this is an excuse to hang out and drink together so tell us what you're drinking uh get on the chat wherever you are and uh and tell us what you're drinking uh let that be a reminder to you also that there is a chat uh there are there are two different ways <coughs> that you can um you can engage with the show i mean you could you could just yell at your computer uh we won't be able to hear you but it'll probably make you feel better um and that's fine too um or you can call into the show with this number here. That's five six seven seventy drink. We call it the drunk line, uh, but you don't have to be drunk to call it. That's five six seven seven zero three seven four six five. You can call in, and we'll put you on the air. Uh, or, like I mentioned, the chat, which appears and then it disappears. Still have not tried to figure that out, um, but it'll pop up here in a second, and you guys can uh, you can chat that way, and everything you say will pop up turn it to where I can see it. We'll pop up on my screen here and uh, we can we can talk that way. It's fun. Um, but use that chat right now to tell everybody what you're drinking. Uh, and I'm going to crack open a beer. Uh, I've been wanting to try this one for a while and huge shout out and a thanks to uh, Josh and Julia for, uh, for sending me home with us the other night. And uh, we will talk about uh, everything I did the other day and um, all of the adventures and um, Although hopefully there'll be a video done soon that you guys can uh, you can see that, but I haven't had a chance to even touch any of the videos that I need to get done. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. This is Zombie Ice. It's an undead double pale ale, uh, as opposed to a living double pale ale. Uh, I'm tweaking my lighting down here, and I'm not liking it on the can. That's okay. Uh, zombie Ice with the uh, the zombie on it. Um, what does it say? It says it's not normal. That's kind of their tagline. Uh, Brewed and canned by Three Floyds. Yada, yada, yada. Here we go. It says, crafted with an unholy amount of citra hops, this double undead pale ale heralds the zombie evolution after the dust has settled from the apocalypse. Um, so, it's uh, a, a more modern IPA compared to what uh, zombie dust is. That's, I guess, the best way to put it. Got my drink local gnarly glass. Makes everything taste better. And we're going to dive into this. I, uh... You know, Zombie Dust is one of those beers that um, when uh, when craft beer was young and when I was a young craft beer drinker, uh, it was always hard to get a hold of. When you did, it kind of, the hype kind of plays into that a little bit. And this smells good. Uh, the hype kind of plays into things tasting better. If you're uh, expecting something crazy and something um special uh, it's it's gonna taste better when you finally do get to drink it ideally um and zombie dust was definitely one of those uh if i drink it now i'm not like i'm not blown away by it uh, i don't know if that's more uh me or more the beer or uh something kind of in, in the middle but um uh, i don't know hopefully this beer kind of satisfies that uh maybe that memory a little bit of what zombie dust was to me at that time i don't know i've been i need like a little little shelf here that i can just here's what i'm drinking over here so you guys can see it maybe one of these days actually this is in the works here soon uh one of these days i'm very soon i'm going to dive in and finish up some of the things in this studio not that you guys can see it but um this side over here sometimes gets a little a little nuts and so I'm trying to organize that better and get it more functional. Uh, and then some other stuff over here that maybe you'll see from time to time, depending on how the camera is set up. Um, but then this wall here is going to get something to make it look a little cooler. Uh, and there'll be a couple other things that happen back here on that back wall to make it look a little cooler. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the beer is um, drinking the OEC Lint Beer. Uh, I don't know. OEC. What is OEC? Uh, Brewbuck Homebrew is drinking homebrew using missing link yeast and co-fermented with a Pinot Grigio and wine yeast. Ooh, that sounds good. Um, I didn't get down to missing link early enough to get to see any of the homebrew stuff happening, which I'm kind of upset about because I think that would have been cool. I like the uh, I like the inclusion of homebrew beer, and um, from what I'm understanding, there was uh, a lot more of it this year, so... That's exciting. All right, let me dive into this uh, zombie ice. It uh, looks a lot darker on the camera than it does kind of in person here. I'll hold it over here by the light. You can maybe see. It's uh, it's definitely uh, a, a little hazy, uh, a little little dark, a little honey kind of orange-yellow color. Let me stick my nose in here. Oh, yeah, citra hops. <laughs> It, you know what? Like straight citra uh, does kind of smell nostalgic to me. 
Mm, so many beers are Citra and something else now. Uh, OEC is from Oxford, Connecticut. They've had it on draft at Standard Beer. They do a lot of oak-aged lagers and things. I don't know if I've had any OEC. OEC. Maybe I have. I don't know. All right. I'm going to dive into this. Let me see. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, man. That's really good. Uh, it's not as uh, it's not as bitter as I was anticipating it being. It still is that kind of, uh, I don't want to call it soft, but it is kind of leaning into the soft kind of uh, <coughs> juicier kind of realm. That is not what I was uh, expecting from this beer, but um, I, I like it a lot. <clears throat> that's That's really good. Um, I don't typically, uh, stock the fridge with tons of, um, non-local beers just because there are so many local ones that I want to drink, but this is one that, uh, uh, could make its way into my fridge. That's, that's good. <coughs> I don't know that it's better than like West side Dippa or something like that, but, um, yeah, I could, uh, I could knock back a few of those. Um, and they would probably knock me around a little bit if I did. Let's say yeah, eight and a half percent. That does not taste like eight and a half percent. Um that's what you would call dangerous. <laughs> Marco says Gnome said three Floyds is soft and I quote <laughs> I mean the it's a little soft. Um but it's good soft. Uh, soft is okay. We don't have to fear being soft. Um we can uh we can let our soft side show every once in a while. <laughs> Um, uh, let's, let's jump into, uh, hang on, let me take another drink before we jump into anything. That is good. Mm. Okay. Let's jump into, um, this week's, uh, this week's topics because <coughs> there's some good stuff. Lots of crazy stuff. Happen- God, not crazy. Lots of good stuff happened this weekend that, uh, I do want to, uh, um, <laughs> to talk about Marco says like dryer sheet soft uh, there up here there we go <laughs> fabled Brewworks opened up this weekend um, I, I, you guys hopefully listen to this week's brewcast sat down with everybody well, not everybody sat down with a couple of the guys from fabled Brewworks as they were kind of putting the finishing touches on things kind of getting ready for the uh, um, the grand opening Drank a bunch of their beers, which were all fantastic. Drank some mead, which was great. Um, I really, really, really like what these guys are doing down there. Um, not only is the beer good, uh, not only the people, um, great people, but that tap room, it has so much personality. And um, I don't know how much of that factors into this other part that I want to talk about, but um, it definitely is unlike any other tap room that I've ever been in. Uh, it has so much, so much personality that it kind of becomes one of those places that you just have to go check out. And they were slammed all weekend. I don't know if you guys were kind of watching on social media, but my goodness, uh, people definitely showed up to, to check out their grand opening, which that's unfortunately, uh, not normal anymore. I mean, yeah, people get busy the day they open, but, um, to have an entire weekend like that, where you are, uh, lines out the door kind of busy is has become a rare uh, occurrence in craft beer. Uh, people just don't seem to get excited about brewery openings. 
Uh, Julia says, I can't wait to get down to Fabled. On one hand, I want to let the initial crowds tie down, but at the same time, I want to get there before they run out of here. <laughs> and I'm, there, I'm sure that they are just brewing their butts off right now to try to keep uh, things going, but um, they, uh, uh, they, were, they were definitely busy. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how much of that busyness uh, is uh, the location uh, a, a, an area that just needs a lot more breweries than what they have? Uh, how much of it is uh, excitement over seeing John Ewers uh, from Listerman and then uh, from Streetside uh, kind of starting his own thing? Uh, how much of it is uh, just because the weather was perfect? Um, let's see. It was there on Thursday at like 3 p.m. with no line, but I think by 5, it was about 30 people long. <laughs> yeah, timing timing factors into a lot of that, especially when you're talking during the week. If you can get to a place before everybody gets out of work, there you go. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati loves a new brewery. Um, more great options. When will the bubble burst? Oh, I love that question. When will the bubble burst? Uh, it, it won't. Uh, I mean, there there are definitely breweries, currently open breweries that are struggling. There are breweries that are currently open that uh, when we talk uh, this time in a couple of years, they will not be open. Um, but that doesn't mean that there won't be other places that come along. Um, I still think that the overall number of breweries in the city is going to keep growing for a while. Uh, it will not grow as fast as it was maybe in you know 2017. Um, but uh, it'll keep growing because there is still so much room for somebody to do something. Uh, this idea of a, of a bubble, um, I, 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 I don't buy it that it's a thing. I think that uh, it all depends on what you're doing. Now, that being said, you know, we're not going to see other breweries like Rangeist or even like Madtree or, you know, uh, or, or even probably like Braxton, these, these big kind of things that um, become uh, uh, these, these, not that any of those are, are kind of regional things, but uh, these big, uh, big breweries, I think, are a thing of the past. I think if you can create a uh, a, a smaller kind of uh, taproom experience, um, then you're golden. <laughs> Find the right spot, I guess, is the other part. But but there are still a lot of pockets in the city that. Um, are desperate for a brewery or for even if they don't know that that's what they're desperate for. Uh, I think they are. I think that there are places that, um, that, that need their own spot. So I don't think the bubble is even close. If there is a bubble, which I don't think there is. Um, that being said, um, nationally, uh, obviously there's some, uh, some things happening with, with which we'll talk about in a minute, but um, that are kind of shifting uh, what craft beer looks like on a on a on a national scale. Um, again, regional breweries are are are, are hurting right now. Um, let's see. I mean, we're still down net local breweries in the last two years, right? Just seen an uptick on the breweries like Highwire come in. Uh, yeah, I mean that depends how you look at it. I'd have to actually look at the numbers, but I I don't think so. Uh, let me pull it up here and just kind of see. Um, so we'll take. Oh, of course, I didn't update my numbers. Um, I haven't updated since twenty twenty two. Okay, um, 
we have uh, so closures in places that have closed. We had in 2022, Rivertown, Rebel Metal, Off Track. Uh, and then if you want to count uh, Platform um, and then uh, the Trailhouse. Um, yeah, I haven't updated my list since <laughs> Rolling Mill. Um, Braxton Labs. When did Braxton Labs close? Uh Man, I guess this is a project for tomorrow is that I need to update my notes. Braxton Labs. Uh, anyway, maybe somebody can look that up instead of me trying to sit here and do it while you guys are listening. But um, you have had... We'll call it. Uh, we'll call it maybe, um, maybe five that closed in um, in twenty twenty two. If if my math is just very quickly off the top of my head, uh, correct. Um, and then you had January of twenty twenty two. Okay, thank you guys. Um, so we'll say we'll say five that closed in twenty twenty two. Um, we also had in that in 2022. Now OTR Stillhouse officially opened the very end of 2021. Uh, if we count that, maybe um, Lost Bridge Beverage Company. Although they still have not, as far as I know, I need to actually check up on that. Have not made a beer. They are making cider. They are distilling. They're going to make beer. We'll call that a, a half, maybe. <laughs> Um, Paradise opened their second location, which is a full-fledged brewery out in uh, in um, Williamsburg. We have uh, North High opened a Kenwood Tap Room. Again, if you guys want to count that, uh, which we won't for sake of argument, uh, Barley Corns opened um, down in um, uh, Wilder. I guess that's Wilder, right? Uh, Moeller Brew Barn took over the Rivertown space. You had Lebanon Brewing Company open uh, up in Lebanon. Um, Northwood Cider, if we count that, um, uh, and so what is that? That's four, four official breweries, uh, two cideries, um, one tap room. And this is, again, my notes are very incomplete here. Uh, I, I still don't, I don't know that I would call it a net loss. Uh, and then, um, 2021 we had i mean lord we had um north high hyde park which is obviously closed since then um we had the trail house which opened and uh, then closed the next year uh, and although that was definitely not a brewery it was a tap room uh we had um west sixth open the box park tap room we had wooden cask open a tap room at newport we had Birkus Covington open a tap room. Um, we have, um, and then uh, OTR Stillhouse. Uh, there's been a there. There has been some stuff happening, but it has not been. It's not been breweries in the traditional sense. <laughs> um, 
Elijah says, episode title tonight. I'm always going to be and get excited. Um, yeah, the uh, um, the excitement kind of plays into this uh, fabled brewworks that people are. It's it's still an exciting thing when a place opens. Um, Brewbuck says, Levin and Meadery closed a year or so ago. Yeah, the dysfunctional delights. I don't have an actual date on that. Um, I will update that in my notes tomorrow. <laughs> That's one of my tasks. <laughs> Um, although he is, for anybody that doesn't know, um, uh, Brad, I think is his name, uh, is now down at Fabled Brewworks um, making their mead. So he is still kind of doing his thing um, just within a, a, a kind of bigger project, which uh, is, you know, I, I love love his stuff, but that's probably the better way to go with, with mead right now. I don't, I don't think we're ready yet. Although we're, we have to be close. Maybe the right location. Um and a, a metery could kind of uh, exist, but um, Cincinnati is just still kind of strange about stuff like that. Like I, you know, the fact that we finally got a cidery is is a big deal, and uh, I st- I think we are just kind of hitting that that point where we're ready for some other things to exist, be it a metery or be it uh, a sake brewery, you know, things like that. I think that there is you pick the perfect location for it. And the city could support uh, a couple of those types of places. I'm excited about that. Um, but to go back to that original question, I'll have more kind of data on it maybe next week, or um, maybe I'll write a post or something, or a, um, some kind of uh, social media post. But um, we are—I uh, I wouldn't call it a, a wash. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a wash at all. I think we are—we're um, not. I wouldn't even. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a wash. We, we, I think we're up. Dysfunctional delights closed in late twenty one, I think. So not twenty twenty two. Um, Lee says I've been to Lebanon Brewery three or four times in the last month with my wife and kids. Do you know much about that brewery? Um, all I know is they have really good beer and food. I, I know a little bit, but not a ton. Um, I, it's actually I should probably send an email this week. We were trying to, uh, we were trying to get a show booked earlier this year, and then all of my uh, stuff that was happening with the website and everything happened right at the time we were talking about scheduling a show. So I told him that we'd kind of have to postpone a little bit. Uh, and uh, then he was out of town for something. So um, it's, we'll, we'll get a show soon and we'll talk to, uh, to Lebanon about what they're doing. Uh, Sean says, have you heard anything more about Ace coming? That is a great question. Uh, one that we haven't really talked about on this show, or I think, I don't think I've talked about it at all, that, that Ace, the uh, the, the cider uh, manufacturer, <laughs> is uh, uh, has talked or is talking about doing a tap room here in Cincinnati. Um, I don't know if the other cidery opening up factored into their plans at all. Um, but I did, I talked to them a little bit late last year, um, about getting together and doing a show. Oh, Marco says the drunk line is not open. That's my fault. Hang on. Do not disturb is now off. My bad. (laughs) Um, and, uh, they, uh, uh, they said, yep, you know, we're, we're definitely planning something. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. Um, give us after the holidays. So after the holidays, I reached back out and, uh, they said, Oh, yep. Sorry. Uh, uh, that has been kind of put on hold for a while. So I don't really know what that means, but as of right now, 
um, there is uh, there's talk of that happening, but it's not uh, um, not anytime soon. <laughs> Julia says, is the place up near Hamilton that is was slated to open in the old electric utility building still in motion? Um, I don't know for a fact if they are um, still uh, working on it. Uh, trunk line is ringing. Hang on. I am assuming that this is Marco. Although it would be funny. Hello. If, uh, hello. It would be funny if somebody else saw that you were calling and then called right before you could. <laughs> uh, let me answer Julia's uh, question well, real quick. The, uh, yeah. Uh, the, what is that place called? Um, the amp house, amp house brewing. Um, they did a Kickstarter, uh, probably late last year that did not go very well. Um, so I don't know how how much that ball is rolling. From what I still understand, though, uh, it is still happening or is still planned to happen. But um, I haven't heard a whole lot recently about it. So that's kind of a non-answer answer. What's up, Marco? What's up, Gnome? How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing great. It's a good day. And I always, yeah, I always doing, like when you call in up. because it gives me a chance to drink. Yeah, well, go ahead and drink it and tell everyone what you're drinking because that's what we do. Like, when when you're a responsible, uh, you know, podcaster or, you know, broadcaster, whatever it is, you know, whenever someone else is talking, that's when you drink. That's right. That's one of my uh, uh, biggest, uh, um, uh, you know, in-the-know things for anybody who is trying to do a podcast. Like, it's an, hey, it's an important uh, lesson to learn. You know, it, yeah. Uh, you know, um, uh, make sure you alternate. You know, talking and drinking. Uh, anyways, so um, it, what I I, I called in because it's been a while. It's been, been a while. while. <laughs> uh, been a while. We uh, we so, did anyways, we did hit that perfect for everybody that's listening. I know there's a delay for you, but it'll sound good on the podcast. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Uh, but, uh, you know, your your theme of it's okay to be excited, um, I uh, absolutely, uh, like you and many other people, saw uh, Fable Brewworks coming together via social media, which, by the way, anybody who is trying to, you know, get, get on or, or start uh, a brewery, obviously has uh, many templates to follow, uh, be it Cartridge or, uh, you know, other places, Bach Family Brewing or all these, you know, many other places where, you know, social media is, you know, hitting you in. in, um, Yes, uh, you you should uh, hit people social media as you lead up to, in opening. Um, but you know, uh, social media posting, uh, the, the tree going in and then, you know, continuing to, to build that, that theme that they have going in is great. Uh, but the other thing is too, so gnome, um, a part of what was really exciting. And I think part of what, really, really got a lot of the public interested was 
uh, absolutely the 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 brewer in the brewer's lineage. Uh, yeah. I mean, so many of us uh, ten years ago, you know, um, ten years ago, eight years ago, six years ago, we were excited for um, home brewers that had a lot of accolades, or for um, home brewers that got a lot of people together who you know decided they were gonna you know come together and, and make something of it. And, and those, those things have uh, vetted out to be great. Like, you know, Kelly with yeah. his endeavors and, you know, the, the, the brewer who's a founder over at um, fretboard and, you know, other people of that nature who, you know, were, were uh, grinding in, in homebrew sense. But now what you have is, with this established, uh, uh, you know, uh, a brew, you know, yeah. we are an established market. You know, we're an established place. You know, you have brewers that have gone from one place to another and one that learned things and, you know, um, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, I could even speak from personal experience. Like, if 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 uh, the people I brewed with are gonna go and do something, I mean, we 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 have a lot of experience, and and we can go and do. Uh, the point is, um, this this person, um, the craft beer uh, craft beer community has a lot of faith in uh, because of his. Uh, amazing accomplishments at his, you know, previous places. So we had a lot of faith and confidence in his, you know, opening array of beers. And, and I didn't make it there, um, but I hope to make it there soon. And uh, but uh, the hype did not disappoint. But that's because we have a competent brewer. Yes, new system. You go into it in your podcast. Uh, it's 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 great insight. But um, we're we're a, a, a matured uh, craft beer market. To where um, even a few years ago, even talking about cartridge, cartridge didn't take on a home brewer that you know was trying to elevate themselves. They went out and got a brewer from a. Uh, an established brewery. And, um, I mean, that's your story to tell. I'm not going to tell it. Uh, but they got an uh, established brewer for an established brewery um, from out of the state. Uh, but we expected a lot out of John. And from all accounts, John brought it. And so congratulations to Fable Brewers. Congratulations to them for um, bringing together, you know, the theme bringing together the beer and congratulations um, and and just all the success to them. Um, it's okay to be excited. And as you cover in your podcast, it's okay uh, to not it really fit into necessarily the, the theme or, or uh, whatever it is. You, you can go there and just get good beer. You, you don't have to be 
you know, you don't have to put on your um, pointy ears right. or your eye makeup or, you know, you, you know, you don't have to have like, um, you know, there's not a hobbit foot contest. Where like there, there might um, be at some point maybe I don't know. The, maybe maybe a podiatrist <laughs> is gonna catch on and we're like hey you know we're gonna you know um, straighten out them toes for you or something uh, but anyways uh, but but uh, congratulations to them um, and we have all the faith in 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 John because you know he he's been there he's done that he he's um, Provided a lot of hype beers, a lot of uh, great stuff for for this community, uh, and and a lot of great stuff. And so, um, uh, I've been a uh, a long time listener, uh, first time caller uh, for uh, the past. Uh, I mean, I don't know, six weeks. Uh, <laughs> so, but I'm gonna get off here and uh, listen to your comments off of there. But uh, anyways, good good to see you on uh, TWP. Uh, for those of you who are um, not catching up, that means uh, the weekly pint. That's uh, the, uh, the lingo. So, um, yeah, and so, uh, anyways, uh, cheers, uh, buddy. Cheers, brother, and I uh, hope to see uh, see you soon. Yeah, cheers, buddy. So, what I what I think is so interesting to me, uh, one of the many things about this excitement around Fabled, is. Uh, yes, people are excited about about John coming in there after being at Streetside, after being at Listerman. But like, at the same time, like we've had these, uh, or I've had, maybe maybe you guys have, have also had some of these same conversations with people that uh, the you know the beer nerds don't matter, and and I've, I fully uh, support that that idea that uh, you know we we spend a lot of time in our little circles or in our little groups talking to each other, and we think that. Uh, this this bigger picture of of beer or of craft beer uh, kind of mirrors these things that we're talking about. And so when we hear, oh, you know, John Ewers is he's coming from Street Side, he's going to start his own project. This is going to be amazing. We we expect that, and we're like, oh, this this place is going to be a hit. Uh, there's going to be people lined up out the door to uh, to see what he's doing, kind of in his new spot. Uh, and then, you know, rightfully so, or rightfully so, maybe other people will remind us, look, like. The average person that's out there drinking craft beer doesn't know who the hell he is. They don't. Uh, they probably don't really even care. You know, they just want. They just want to go grab a beer, and, and that's probably true. Um, but then, when you start to see some of these places that that do get this kind of momentum behind it, you you do start questioning. Like maybe maybe a lot of people do care about that. Maybe more people now uh, recognize somebody that was at Streetside. You can say this this guy used to brew at Streetside. Then. Then, then, then we give credit for, um, you know, when, uh, you know, today there was a, uh, I don't know if it was today or, or this weekend, I don't know, I, time doesn't make sense. Um, there was a discussion online, uh, some people were uh, ragging on Braxton about some old uh, Tropic Flare, and somebody brought up, well, maybe the guy that used to make it at Labs, uh, maybe if he's got another thing going on, uh, maybe they'll have something that kind of tastes like, uh, you know, like Tropic Flare, <laughs> that is fresh. And, uh, you know, my first instinct is uh, like, great, uh, you know, for the, for, you know, those of us geeks that, uh, that appreciate that or want that, uh, it's a, that's going to create some hype around the brewery. Uh, but it's also, you know, not the majority of people they are going to be in that place drinking beer. Uh, but I, I think it's more people than we're giving it credit for 
that, that do care about that kind of stuff. I think that craft beer has grown to a point now that uh, it, it might mean something. Uh, and so, you know, for a lot of time, I, I, a lot of, a lot of in recent history, I think anytime you get excited about something with craft beer, uh, there are a lot of people that are ready to kind of, uh, to smack that down and remind you that, uh, beer as a, uh, as a segment is shrinking, um, that, uh, you know, when seltzer was, was growing, uh, that seltzer is killing beer. Now they're going to tell you that, uh, spirits are killing beer and, uh, people are very quick to, uh, to shut down excitement. And, uh, uh, this, that's kind of the theme of this episode is just to remind you that, uh, you don't have to shut down your excitement, uh, get excited about beer. Uh, that's, that's what makes all of this, uh, so freaking fun sometimes is getting excited about stuff. So that's, that's the point of it. Um, Anyways, <laughs> to get to get past Fabled, although I could talk about them all day, um, I could sit in that little tab room. Uh, I still have not been there at nighttime yet, and I am just I, 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 that's what I need with the uh, the string lights and the the thunderstorms and everything. Uh, please, I, I need I need to get down there at nighttime and have a drink. So that's that's probably coming soon. I'll just I'll just to go there and just drink, not for any kind of actual. Um, although I have to have to make videos. I can't just go somewhere. Um, sticking with the local theme, uh, sticking with uh, some of the uh, events from this weekend, Missing Link. I always forget because it's when I'm looking at the monitor, it's 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 right there, but it's it's right there for you guys, right there. Missing Link, Missing Link Festival happened this weekend. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it uh, because I did have to go to the. I shouldn't say have to. Uh, huge thanks to Oakley Beer Festival for uh, inviting me out there. You guys will hear the podcast uh, next week. Um, maybe we can explain more on that. But um, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it down to Missing Link this year. And since I missed it last year, because I was on vacation with the family, yeah, of my family up there th- thumping around, but um, I wasn't I wasn't able to go. I was determined to make it this year. They were doing the uh, uh, the first uh, ever <laughs> Bigfoot calling competition, uh, which was hilarious. It was a blast. Um, and then to get to try a couple of the Missing Link beers. Didn't get to try nearly as many as I wanted to, uh, but I did get to try a couple of them. Um, it was, uh, I, I made it and I had an absolute blast. Um, I'm curious who else made it. I know we talked a little bit about the home brewing stuff. I really am upset that I missed that. Um, I would have liked to get there a little bit earlier, so I could have just kind of hung out outside a little bit and um, just kind of relaxed a little bit. <laughs> Julia says that Elijah Moreland was robbed. Um, I agree. Uh, Elijah was one of the contestants in the Bigfoot Calling competition, and he was fantastic. Um Stay tuned. Uh, I can guarantee he will make uh, the next vlog that comes out whenever I get that done, um, because it was uh, it was it was amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the festival a ton. I enjoyed all of the beers that I tried. I love love the idea of this festival. It has more personality than um, uh, than I can even begin to explain. Hopefully, you guys have kind of gathered that from the times that we've talked about it with uh with brett and mike uh go back to Bachfest and we talked a little bit about uh, uh missing link during that uh that show um i don't know which episode it was it was in march just go back you can you can find it um on cincy brewcast not on this show although i'm sure we talked about it on this show at some point but they weren't on it uh, i still have never i don't 
Nope, that's not true. I have had guests on the weekly pint. <laughs> Usually when we're recording it somewhere else, which has happened. Uh, maybe it'll happen again sometime. I got to... I got to figure out the the setup. I feel it is go behind the curtain a little bit, a little bit of the nerdy stuff. It is way more comfortable and way easier to uh, fire up the live show here in the comfort of the studio uh, than it is somewhere else. Um, I, usually, I, I mean, knock on wood, and we've all seen those, or everybody that's a regular. Uh, watcher of the show. We've all seen those episodes where it doesn't work properly, but uh, usually things just work exactly the way they're supposed to. Uh, things are things are nice and smooth. There's a spot to set the camera. There's there's lights. There's a there's a fridge in the corner. It's it's all very nice and comfortable. Um, but um, there may be some kind of mobile setup in the works. Uh, there may even be uh, some guests here in the studio at some point too. Um, this studio is not very uh, conducive to have another person in it right now, the way it's set up. But um, working on a couple things out in kind of the the main part of the uh, the basement here that um, will definitely be uh, conducive to uh, guests here uh, in studio at the bar or you know somewhere else down there. Um, anyways, that's completely off topic. Uh, missing link. Missing link was great. Uh, but I just, I definitely wanted to mention it because it was a, uh, a big part of my weekend, but, uh, you'll get more of it in the, um, in the vlog whenever that gets done. Going back to kind of, uh, we, we were talking a minute ago about, um, uh, the, the bubble and, um, breweries closing or opening or not. Uh, we got to talk about this one. Uh, Dewclaw. Dewclaw has been acquired by River Horse Brewing. Um, so coming right off of, uh, the Guinness, uh, brewery in, uh, Baltimore, them announcing that they were going to shut down, uh, production there or most of the production. I think they might have a pilot system that's, that'll stay there. I don't, I don't know. I should probably read more about that. Uh, right after them announcing that, uh, then flying dog was acquired and they announced that they were going to move all of the, uh, the, the production from them um, out of state. And now, uh, Duclaw. <laughs> Duclaw has been acquired and they're moving all of the production to New Jersey. Uh, they laid off. Um, I've heard conflicting reports of this, the, that they, they laid off all the production staff, but then saw another report that they did offer them new, jo- new jobs with the, uh, the other company if they were willing to go there, I guess. Um, uh, Brewback. So I, the 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 place in in Baltimore, um, the Open Gate. I I don't know that the whole facility is shutting down, but they are not going to be. Um, it is not going to be a production brewery anymore. <laughs> I think that, like I said, I think that there is still a pilot uh, system that'll be there making something. Um, yeah, that's a whole thing. Well, that's 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 a whole story within itself. To. Um, the city was offering a ton of money for somebody else to be able to uh, pick up the Baltimore blonde recipe and contract brew it or something. I, I don't know, man. There's there's a whole lot going on there. <laughs> um, but Duclaw is uh, they they've been brewing for 25 years, and I, you know, Duclaw. I and this is my opinion as a craft beer drinker. Uh, not that I drink a ton of Duclaw, but you know, I've, I've had a few, and. Um, 
I I don't think that it has the power that it did when it first came here to Cincinnati. I think that it's like a lot of regional brands. It just loses some of that, uh, um, some of that pop behind it. And I think that that's where a lot of these places are, are, are going to be in the next, uh, the next couple of years. If you are, um, I mean, they were in 21 different States. If you're that type of brewery, uh, it's, it's going to be a rough go. And so you're seeing these craft on craft mergers, that kind of turned them into uh, bigger companies um, to kind of give them a little bit more wiggle room. Uh, but they're moving all of the production, like I said, out of Baltimore um, to this uh, uh, River Horse Brewing um, to expand kind of their production there. But they're going to still kind of manage them as separate brands. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um I think the fear with that always for fans of a brewery like that, uh, not that I'm you know super familiar with with Duclaw, is that uh, uh, it just gets watered down to those one or two things that uh, uh, kind of speak to the masses. You know, is it just sweet baby Jesus, and that's all, that's all we're seeing now? Uh, and maybe that'll happen, but um, it's uh, it's sad to see some of that stuff happen. It's also good to see that it's not just going away, that somebody is kind of uh, bringing it into a uh, conglomerate and um, keeping the brands and keeping that, uh, keeping that alive a little bit. Um, But time, time will tell um, what, uh, uh, what happens with it. Up next, uh, we have uh, some, some spirits news. I do, I do like to drink other things other than beer. Um, And, uh, Diddy, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever his name is now, he is suing Diageo. So if you um, are not familiar, he has a couple different spirits brands. This is his uh, tequila that's sitting there on the table. Um, he's accusing Diageo of breaching their business agreement uh, by uh, deliberately withholding investment in his liquor brands due to racial bias. He's calling them racist, like just uh, straight up. Um, in a complaint filed with the New York Supreme Court, uh, he asserted that the company demonstrated a reluctance to treat its black partners equally, despite Diageo's public claims of being a diversity leader. Uh, he goes on and says that they uh, dealt a severe blow to his Ciroc vodka and his De Leon tequila brands, that's the stuff here, uh, by intentionally depriving them of essential resources after categorizing them as black brands uh, solely intended for urban cons- consumers. Diageo, of course, released a statement. They uh, deny all of that. Uh, they described its <clears throat> 15-year partnership with P. Diddy, uh, Puffy, uh, whatever, whatever his name is, as productive and mutually beneficial. Uh, the, the company says that it's a business dispute, and they are extremely saddened that he has chosen to recast this matter as anything other than that. So my first instinct on hearing all of that uh, is that um, uh, Diddy is uh, is digging into something that may not be um, may not really be there. Uh, in the lawsuit, they 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 kind of <laughs> um, uh, they go into explain that uh, Diageo is giving better to support to other competing celebrity backed liquor brands. Uh, we Casamigos is one of theirs. That was uh, George Clooney's. Um, everybody knows that <laughs> and, uh, aviation, which was Ryan Reynolds. Uh, both of those are white guys. If you don't know, um, 
they're saying that they're giving that more attention than stuff like Ciroc or uh, I don't even I can't even I don't remember what the name of this tequila is. What is it? A uh, De Leon. I've never even heard of that. So I, I so maybe maybe there's something to that. Um, supposedly though, it goes on in this this lawsuit, which is where this gets interesting. Supposedly, one of Diageo's managers uh, openly acknowledged. Uh, the racist undertones within the company, uh, informing uh, Mr. 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 Diddy uh, that uh, race played a role in uh, restricting the distribution of the Combs brands. That's uh, uh, that's his actual last name is Combs, um, and suggesting that things will be different if he were, uh, you know, Martha Stewart. <laughs> so, if you've got people within the company actually saying things like that, he's definitely he's definitely got some. Uh, uh, some some a couple legs to stand on here. I I I recognize that there are uh still racists around us. I I cannot believe I I I can. I do. I uh, I am ashamed to believe that it is still this bad in this country that people are 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 still racist. <laughs> It blows my mind. Uh, it's sad. It's disheartening. Um, again, not that I, not that I know or think that Diageo is, but uh, if if something like this is true, and we we hear it with other other brands, other things going on, the founder stuff. They're in the middle of another lawsuit right now about racial discrimination. Come on, like what what in the world are we doing? Like how is this twenty twenty three? We've got. We've got the government telling us that they've got UFOs flying around and we're still worried about what color somebody's skin is. It's, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. So if if this is true, uh, I stand behind Mr. Diddy. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's sad. Josh says, the only reason I heard of Aviation Gin was because it made news when Ryan Reynolds sold it. Yeah, he's, I, I think he still owns a piece of it, I think. Um, or he is still... Uh, brand ambassador or something. Uh, same thing with uh, George Clooney. The only reason I kind of really knew about it was because he sold it. <laughs> when again, he's still some kind of brand ambassador. All of these celebrity brands are very strange to me, anyways. Um, it's uh, uh, I don't know. there's there's a lot of them out there. Uh, let's let's move on from racism because to hell with with people that uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> seltzer you see my nice little graphic with a giant nice cold glass of seltzer in the middle of a graveyard uh because uh over and over again we keep seeing all this news that seltzer is dying nobody nobody cares about seltzer anymore uh it's evidently right now it's about the hard tea um it is which is interesting uh you know not that i'm doing a full thing on it but going to the uh, oakley beer fest um I don't think there was any seltzer there that I could think of. Uh, yet we had uh, Turtles Brew was there uh, with their um, their hard tea. It's tea and bourbon inside this drink, uh, which I, I love. And then um, the guys from uh, Wild Ohio, that's uh, not called that anymore, um, Tea, Wild Tea, something like that. Um, they uh, they were there with their hard tea. Um, so there were, there were multiple teas. And uh, no seltzer. Julia says no Astra at Oakley Beer Fest. No Astra. Um, 
<laughs> There's a whole whole discussion there. Um, and I don't know this from uh, March 1st's perspective or Astra as a brand. Um, I did hear from some other brands that were not there uh, that uh, they had heard, and I, I, I don't know any truth to this, that not only were they asked to pay a fee to be there, uh, that they were also then pressured to um, find a way to give the beer away for free. Um, so there are definitely some brands that did not attend because of that uh, rumor. Puff <laughs> um, <laughs> Daddy should make seltzer. Find your niche. Uh, evidently, seltzer's dying. It's it's a bad idea. <laughs> there are uh, seltzer is strange. Um, it obviously grew very fast, very quickly. Um, but even now, there are still four brands that make up 92% of the market. It's it's those four brands. Now, locally, obviously, Astra is doing some really incredible things, but um, uh, it's a it's a blip on the national radar. You know, there's <laughs> you, you you obviously have this thing happening with White Claw. Uh, you have Truly, uh, Vizzy. You know those those are the brands that are making a difference. It's the big guys still. It's always about the big guys. Um, it was flourishing for a while, like, like extremely, uh, because it was it was. It was new. It was people wanting to try something. They don't like beer. The, I shouldn't, you know, generalize that like that. But the majority of people that were drinking beer did not, or drinking seltzer, did not like beer, um, and they were looking for something that satisfied them. Uh, it was simple. It's uh, straight up just one flavor or one uh, recognizable flavor. You know, you obviously have two things in there, but uh, it was you know uh, lime. Lime seltzer, just real, real simple, real easy, real comfortable. Um, the the marketing of it being this better for you, and obviously we're not calling it healthy, um, but this better for you thing, you, you got to have something bigger behind your your marketing for it to really stick long term. Um, the reason craft beer resonates with people is not because they like citra hops. Uh, I mean that that plays into it, uh, but it's this other stuff around craft beer that 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 satisfies us as consumers that makes us keep going back um the reason big beer whoever that is whoever that brand is uh, the reason that that works is because people associate it with this other thing this nostalgia this uh uh this this community that they have that's like oh this is this is what my dad drank this is what my grandpa drank this is what you know this is what america drinks whatever it is you know, it, it becomes this bigger, this, this bigger thing that resonates with people. Seltzer doesn't have that. Seltzer is fizzy water, fizzy alcoholic water that's got some flavor in it. Like it just, it, it doesn't sit with people the same way. So uh, they got to, Seltzer has to figure something out. And uh, companies like, uh, like March 1st with Astra are really kind of doing a great job of figuring that out, tapping into nostalgia, tapping, tapping into this, this other thing. You know the the innovation side of seltzer is uh, extremely lacking. It just becomes a uh, new flavor. We're gonna uh, we're gonna try a dragon fruit. <laughs> okay, then the next time it's just another new flavor. It's 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 hollow. It's empty. It's shallow. It's not it's not what people want. Uh, and I I predict that uh, uh, hard tea will have a moment and 
then people will move on past that to something else. And then that will have a moment and then they'll move on to something else because none of it satisfies people in the same way that these other things are. The things that really are popping have more substance to them. And that's, that's not to take away from seltzer or hard tea. Uh, they're fine. Whatever. You, you can drink what you want to like, what, what you want to drink, obviously, but uh, it just doesn't, uh, doesn't satisfy. It doesn't satisfy the soul. <laughs> I, I will stand by that. <laughs> uh, that's all I got for you guys. Uh, not to uh, not to rant and rave too much about uh, the merits or lack thereof of seltzer or hard teas. Um, I actually kind of like some of the hard teas a lot. The Geist tea, uh, I, I have some of that here in the fridge, not in an ironic way. Uh, Tagabrew says, agree. Thoughts on if hard cider is different. Uh, hard cider can be different. Uh, I think, and this is obviously just my opinion, I think the hard cider industry has to figure out a way to not not try to turn it into seltzer or not try to turn it into these other kind of beverages. Like, uh, you got to go hard into the fact that it's seltzer or that it's cider. You have to... <laughs> Freudian slip. Um, this, that it's, you know, the the actual craft side of cider you know you have to you got to believe in it and uh unfortunately uh a lot of a lot of cider was or is being made just to satisfy people who just don't like beer and that's not the right way to do it elijah says cider is hugely different or it should be it should be uh you know everybody doesn't want to drink candy uh, when it comes to cider and the people that, uh, the places that are figuring that out, I think have a huge chance of being successful, um, and could capture a big chunk of, of the market because you could get some of those drinkers that are just looking for something different that, uh, don't like beer and you could hold them if you provide that same feeling that we get from craft beer as a, uh, as a, as a cider. Um, we'll see. Um, I think that there's, uh, when I see some of the places opening up, you know, the Northwood cider, it's exciting to me to see them doing what they're doing. Um, I think there's a lot of potential for places like that to pop up. Uh, but the, the, the market has to keep growing and you gotta, uh, you gotta, you got an uphill battle trying to teach people about it. Um, you know, people, people get beer now. And so it's easy to kind of, uh, open up a place and people walk in and you don't have to teach them as much uh, with cider. There's, there's a lot of education that has to still come when people walk into uh, to, to your cidery. Yeah. Teach them about it. Um, Elijah says, remember when March 1st opened, they were primarily ciders kind of miss that. I kind of miss that too. I liked, liked what they were doing uh, when they opened the, they had an incredible cider maker uh, on their staff there. Um, go back and, uh, if you want a, uh, a mission this week, go back and, uh, peruse the, uh, the archives of Cincy Brewcast. Um, much easier to do on the gnarly where all of the episodes of Cincy Brewcast are, uh, and, and, uh, look for, for March 1st and look at that, listen to that first episode where we were kind of sitting down talking about who they were, what they were going to be. Uh, it's a really, really interesting evolution of March 1st, um, I definitely miss the dry lime cider. Um, I uh, there were a couple things there that I miss a lot. There were some, some 
some some good ciders. <laughs> I missed cider at March first. If only there was somebody that could pass that along. <laughs> uh, that's it, guys. I, that's the show. That's it for tonight. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll have uh, more fun beer or booze news for you to uh, uh, to uh, to sit and talk about with uh, with all of us and to to drink along. <laughs> maybe maybe next week I will uh, whip up a cocktail for the show instead of just always drinking beer. Um, you know, keep things exciting. Make uh, make something fun. Uh, if you guys really like this show or any of the, the shows or any of the things that I do, you know the drill. You can support by going to the gnarlygnome.com slash support. Um, and uh, you can you can kick money in every month. And it helps, it helps keep all of this stuff uh, moving, improving. Uh, it pays for things like equipment or hosting fees or all of that. Uh, you know, bail money. Who knows? <laughs> but... Uh, uh, We'll be back. We're not stopping anytime soon. Um, it's, it's always going to be free to you also. You don't have to support. Let's appreciate it. I'll see you next week. Thank you guys very much. Official. On the show next week, we drink Negronis, which means you guys all go get some Campari if you don't have it in your house already. Uh, Negronis, next week.